be funny. Just be funny. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right, you're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew, and over there is Brandon. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Who sounds as good as always. Um, no, I'm kidding. Anyway, you can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with a 90s. Uh, you can also find this show on YouTube every Monday at Namely90s.com slash YouTube. And finally, if you'd like to support the show, head over to Patreon.com slash namely 90s also with a 90s and get signed up for one of our support levels welcome to the show thank you yeah no sorry I, i'm gonna i might be low energy i'm gonna try to try to fake until i make it today but um that's what i always do i think i might have heat exhaustion um, oh healthy or slightly dehydrated today um uh, yeah I, this is why we don't go outside <laughs> this is what- yeah, uh, I mean, it wasn't even that hot today, but um, I was sweating and then I wasn't. That's how I keep so, my pasty complexion with these, well, with these white ring lights as well. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not con flu because um, I went to Star Wars Celebration over the weekend. Con flu, huh? Yeah. You, are you familiar with the phenomena? That's an STD, yes? No. <laughs> No. Uh, so when you go to a convention, apparently, so this is my first convention, but from what I understand, oh, this was a furry convention. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Uh, there, I actually I mean, did I would see a furry or two. The distinction between the star Wars, um, you know, convention and a furry convention, not that sharp of a distinction. There are, there was one or two people dressed up as, um, uh, the 1979 Star Wars comic character Jacks the Rabbit, Jacks on the Rabbit. It reminds me uh, of that episode of uh, CSI where they all went to a furry convention and they were like scratching each other. I don't really know that much about furry culture. Also, the uh, definition for that comes from WikiFur, the furry encyclopedia. Uh, it's a it's a thing. I don't there, like there that. There are furries out there. <laughs> Uh, you're going to shame people. No, I don't like that month. website. Oh, I was like, well, hold sh- on now. That I don't see that has to do with pride. Uh, furries are under the LGBTQ really? plus banner. It's a well, sexual orientation. Is it? Oh, well, I don't know if I, I've learned something. Right. I don't know I've if orientation is the right yet. word, but uh, it is, it's an identity. It's actually, from what oh. I understand, before we get furry haters on here, uh, or not, not furry haters, before, uh, before we get labeled as fur, not understanding furries, there's the, the dressing up side, and then there's also a sexual yeah, yeah, side. I, but I recall they, they're that. Not, they're, they're not. The CSI episode revealed together. that distinction. Yeah, those could yeah. be separate things. Yeah. No. Yes. Um, I, I've watched enough Game Grumps to know. Oh. Um, 
they the one of the running jokes is um one of the hosts is a furry but didn't realize it until um they were playing like sonic because of sally acorn uh, our generation grew up on all of um like the slightly sexual cartoon characters yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lolo Bunny, Sally Acorn, all those things. And then over the course of many years and a lot of commenters saying Dan's a furry, um, one of the hosts is like, yeah, I might be a furry, <laughs> but not like not to the extreme. I'll avoid making any more comments where I step into some sort of uh, bad situation. <laughs> yeah. And if you're a furry and a fan of Namely 90s, please feel free to be our fur- technical furry consultant. <laughs> Yeah, for all things furry, we would love to be able to consult you. Just so we don't get anything wrong. Um, but yeah, I went to Star Wars convention for the first time, and it was awesome. It was in Anaheim. Uh, and since it was Anaheim, people didn't wear masks. Uh, what is that, like a Republican hotbed of uh, California? Yeah, LA, LA is masked up. Anaheim's like, eh, you know. how I, I don't even understand how those are different places, but that's from a Washingtonian. Yeah. Well, so like Disneyland is Anaheim and well, Anaheim's the rich people part of town. Oh yeah. Co- rich people different. don't get COVID. So that's perfect. Um, Traditionally, <laughs> uh, we're conservative uh, people. Reminds me of the time that uh, I once drove myself and my, well, at the time fiance, soon to be wife anyway, uh, to mm-hmm. from from uh, La Crescenta, Montrose area, Glendale, mm. uh, to Anaheim for Disneyland. Uh-huh. I remember driving all that way. I think it was like three and a half hours. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was making a tra- LA traffic joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, and then I get there and I lose Kayla. She's gone. I can't find mm. her at the gate. And I walk up to the thing and I hand her my ticket or whatever it was. I think it was a ticket. And she and I go, she goes, sir, this isn't Disneyland. And I was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. I just drove here. I'm pretty sure it's Disneyland. And she was like, sir, this is California Adventure. And then she just points behind me. And I turn around and there's just like another giant entrance. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> and then off I went. Yeah. Oh, was right. Like, I've been here before, but uh, I've not did, been there before. At that point in time, we walked. Do, do we? I'm pretty sure we walked from downtown Disney to the gates, and then you and um, our other friend saw the prices for uh, entry into oh, one of the parks. I feel like I'm on the stand in the Johnny Depp uh, Amber Heard <laughs> trial. Like, I'm sorry, I don't recall. <laughs> I actually don't recall that. But it was just. I think I was just like it was in a frenzy. There were a lot of people around. I lost Kayla. I was like, I'll just go to the gate. And then when she told me it wasn't Disneyland, I about had a conniption. I was like, listen, lady. <laughs> oh, you want to, uh, you were, you were a proto Karen. Yeah. Well, I was like, I have an expired coupon that I'd like to use. Get your manager over here. Well, could you imagine if she let you into California adventure and Kayla's in Disneyland and yeah. you're just like wandering around California adventure looking for your, what is uh, this place? At the time? Yeah. Or fiance. Oh, uh, those were the days. Yeah, it was at the Anaheim Convention Center. Um, I got to see Obi Wan Kenobi the uh, the first two episodes early before anyone else. Uh, if you followed us on Twitter, I posted a non spoiler review before the show even came out on Disney Plus. If they were uh, release a, a, a movie trilogy about Obi Wan, they should make, name it Obi Wan 
OB2, OB3, of course. Uh, there you so go. Highbrow. This, this isn't a spoiler since uh, the new episode comes, episode four comes out in like a day or two. Um, he reveals in this episode from the day that we're recording, um, he did have a brother that he's like vaguely remembers. So the current joke is OB2 is his brother's name. Which she just made. So, Obi Wan is that J U A N? Forgive, forgive me, our normal viewers, <laughs> listeners. Uh, I again am uh, <laughs> working at half energy here, so I'm, I'm going to laugh at anything Andrew says today. This is his. This is his show. He's very excited uh, about it. It's terrible. Uh, anyway. Um, do we need to vamp more? <laughs> no, we? We, can, we can get into okay. it. So, uh, why don't you tell us what was going on in June of 1996? Take us back. Ravel back with me, listeners, to June 1996, unless Andrew wants to do it while no, I just sit here in pain. I can if you would prefer. On the first, Sony lets their leases fire on the Megatron in Times Square. Do you know what the Megatron is? I believe it's a large television of sorts. Uh, Megatron is the villain from Transformers. Well, that's Andrew. true. Yeah. <laughs> yes, true. You, you are correct. I believe it is the like the big main uh, TV of all those many TVs in Times Square. Right. Um, yes. Also on the first, Woody Harrelson is arrested for planting four hemp seeds in Leak County, Kentucky, where there was a no where there was no distinguishable difference between industrial hemp seed and marijuana planting. Is it is it interesting that one of the states that's like the biggest liquor producer in the country is like, oh marijuana, that's one step too far. Hemp. Uh, uh I mean maybe, but also at the same time it makes a lot of sense. That's the devil's lettuce. Uh just like moonshiners don't want uh uh, weed moving in on their business. It's, I don't know. Good thing those things aren't mutually exclusive. True, but uh, resource wise and like drugs and yeah, alcohol. those four hemp seeds are really going to drain the resources from the yeah. Uh, especially back in the day, it was still under alcohol, firearms, and tobacco. I think maybe he was in trouble because he wasn't using like owned people to harvest the uh, hemp seed. Can you get owned people up in Kentucky? Well, not recently. I just wanted to make, I just wanted to make a joke about the uh, South, the Confederacy and such. Is Kentucky in the South? Yes. Freaking Virginia's in the South. Did you know that? We were in Virginia and someone's like, someone said something about the Southern hospitality and I was like, You're, we're halfway up the I need coast. a map. Hold on. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we hope you join enjoyed our southern hospitality. I'm like, it, the ca- we're at the capital. I, I'm confused. <laughs> yet, yet somehow, Florida is sometimes not considered southern. We almost moved to Woodbridge, Florida. Virginia. By the oh. way, wow, uh, like two and a half, three years ago, mm-hmm. and I just found out that apparently the Washington Commanders are looking at building their new stadium in Woodbridge, or as the locals came to call it hood bridge we found. And then we were like, we're not moving here. Your kids could have been raised as uh, Washington football team fans. WFT. WFT. WAP. 
Also on the first, Tom Holland is born. Uh, he's Spider-Man number three. Uh, and we recently learned that your naming convention is different from the ma- naming convention that I created from your naming convention. Yes. So well, the naming you- convention is a moving target, okay? Uh, so today, the day we're recording, is Tom Holland's actual birthday. Oh. Uh, also on the first, broadcast debut. The broadcast debut of baseball on the Fox. Wait, that's not the right. That's not the right one. Second on the second, former host of Family Feud, Ray Combs passes away at forty via suicide. Oh, sad. Wait, wasn't he still on Home Improvement? I'm kidding. <laughs> on the fourth, Maria Backlov. <laughs> She's a yes, sweet layer of pastry Backlub. with phyllo dough. Phyllo, phyllo. <laughs> Uh, Baklova uh, is born. Uh, she was in Borat's subsequent movie film. Can you tell me if that's the first Borat or the second one? <laughs> it is the second one. Yeah. I've seen the first one. I've not seen I've, the second. I think I watched half of the second one and was just like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, she played Borat's daughter on the 10th. The Rosie O'Donnell show premieres. Ugh, flinging koosh balls into the audience. Also on the 10th, Intel releases the 200. That tells me you haven't scrolled down to read. Not yet. On the 10th, Intel releases the 200 megahertz. <laughs> on the t- good, good, good God. <laughs> on the 200th, Intel releases. <laughs> on the 10th, Intel releases the 200 megahertz Pentium chip. For reference, the current. 12th gen Intel core i7 processors run at 4.8 gigahertz. So Andrew, do the math for me. 120th ish the speed. There you go. Uh, On the 11th, Bob Dole resigns from the Senate to run for president. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Um, Why do you sound like George Herbert Walker? Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Or it was my recollection of Bob Dole wrong. I just remember him from the Viagra commercials. I was thinking the Pepsi commercial. Was that a Viagra commercial? Bob Dole was in Viagra commercials. Yes. Because he, I thought it was, he was watching Britney Spears and then he cracks open a Pepsi and takes a sip. And he's like, Bob Dole likes this. Uh, no, that was, that was also a uh, Viagra commercial. Because <laughs> it's, because it's now tainting my memory as a Viagra commercial, but I swear it was a Pepsi commercial. 1998 Bob Dole Viagra commercial. Can you see Bob Dole, Britney Spears, Pepsi commercial for me? Well, I Buzzfeed news, Bob Dole starting a Viagra in 1998. Um, or do you need me to do that? Bob Dole, Britney Spears, Viagra. No, uh, Pepsi. <laughs> that was actually a suggested search. Wow. Oh yeah, I see it. Okay, good. My, I was, I was concerned. <laughs> On the fifteenth, Ella Fitzgerald passes away at seventy-eight via stroke. Do you know who Ella Fitzgerald Rip is? Ripped to the max. She's like Rip to the a jazz max. musician. Yes. Can you tell me a single song that she sang? Um. No. Uh, can you tell me her nickname as the first lady of 
song. I, I can't tell if you're staring at me. Jazz? I don't know. So it was song. Oh. Um. All right. Yes. I'm sure I would know a song of hers if I, I just don't know the names of any of them. Uh, neither do I. Which is why I was stalling and trying to see if I could look one up. Bob Dylan. Some of her, some of her best known songs. Dream a little dream of me. Nope. You have to know that one. Come on. Really? Not by name. Just by the title? No, not by the yeah, I don't think I'll know by the title. <laughs> it don't mean a thing if it ain't got oh, that yeah. swing. Well, of course. She doesn't know that song. Okay. I just wanted the title. It's like Ace of Bass. It's the sign. <laughs> That's I thought true. they were saying the sun for like <laughs> the entire existence that I was alive. That of that I what am I saying? Uh, you didn't know it was a sign for like the yes, you thought it was the sun. Um, I want to say she was in. Uh, wasn't she in? Uh, wow, I was going to say Blues Travelers. <laughs> My brain is just like gone. Uh, but I thought I thought she was in um, Blues Brothers, but that might have been another famous black woman singer. <laughs> <laughs> So apologies on that. Uh, on the 22nd, Candace Cameron, 20, marries Montreal Canadiens Valerie Beret. Oh, I thought I said Beret before, and you corrected me to Burr. Uh, Beret. I don't think you. I don't. I don't think you. Said I know I said it. Wrong, I know I said it wrong because I always I say Candace Cameron Burr and yeah. So Beret is the correct. Uh, he's twenty two, or she. He Valerie. Yes, I'm. Oh, I'm aware. Okay. Uh, uh, Candace Cameron is. Might uh, you might say she's slightly Christian. <laughs> Do you know who Candace, Candace Cameron is? No, but speaking of slightly Christian, I was just at a Chick-fil-A. Candace Cameron is DJ for Full House. Oh, okay. Yeah. Her brother is Kirk Cameron. Are you familiar with Kirk? Yeah, a little bit. Um, Yeah. Was he in that weird movie with like the, uh, what was that called? I can't remember. Uh, Kirk Cameron makes these bad movies. Whereas like the story the story of Jesus as if he were like a modern day cowboy. Well, he used to be on all the advertisements for the like Bible channel or whatever it was called. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's also best known other than uh, a religious person as uh, I want to say he was. Uh, he was Mike Seaver on. God, I know this family ties, right? Family ties. Sure. And now um, he says that the public school is pains, a, damn it. <laughs> public schools are grooming kids with critical race theory and sexual chaos. Are God. you actually looking at the headlines or I typed his name in it? He's that's, came up. that's that's the headline that I'm currently seeing as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, not surprising. Um, My favorite thing is this headline. Kirk Cameron, Christian Reconstructionism and the Homeschool Revolution from everyone's favorite reputable website called Boing Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I only get my news from boingboing.com. 
Not a sponsor. On the 22nd, Quake releases for DOS. Did, did any of those words make sense to anyone? Well, a lot of games are on the Quake engine, such as... Uh, Call of Duty. Rocket no. League. Rocket League. Well, it's not the current Quake engine. That's no, like it's Quake. like it's like. Is it Unreal Four or something? Oh, I know that's the Unreal Engine. Sorry, Quake. The Quake, Quake is on Unreal. The Quake Engine actually, I believe, is the basis for uh, Half Life. Half Life. Yeah, that's what it is. Sorry, the other okay. one is the uh, Unreal Engine, which those all kind of came out around the same time. Yeah. Um, and then they license it to other video game companies. So we just get the same yeah, half life uses gold crap. source, which is the most common name for valves heavily modified version of IE software's quake engine uses valve half life 1998. There you go. Wow. Uh, also on the 23rd, Nintendo 64 goes on sale in Japan along with super Mario 64. And I'm pretty sure we don't talk about it where we have talked about it on when it went on sale here. Or will. Who knows? Uh, also on the 25th, Lele Pons Lele, Lele is born. Do you know who no. this person is? Do you remember what Vine was? I do. Six second videos. Yes, she was a Vine star. She is currently an internet celebrity from Venezuela. I think she makes YouTube and Instagram videos now. Wow. Yeah. She's really obnoxious. Um... Shout out to Lele Bonds. Get her on the Shut podcast. <laughs> Pointed to the wrong camera. I don't, think there we the, go. I don't think this is the format for her. Uh, she's clearly born in the 90s. What if we made a format with six second podcasts? Uh, you should check out our shorts on at namely 90s on Instagram. <laughs> check out my shorts after no never mind <laughs> yes it's just a, it's just a bunch of pictures of us in shorts uh, <laughs> tv premiere uh, tv ending june 1996 this segment's gone on too long yeah uh on the ninth sequest dsv which is a show that i really loved and i think i talked about it before yeah uh box office on the seventh the phantom also on the seventh the rock on the 14th the cable guy starring andrew's favorite actor from the 90s Jim Carrey Jim Carrey did you, did you actually know that or was it was a good guess good guess on the 21st the hunchback of Notre Dame on the and on, finally on the 28th we have the nutty professor and striptease starring Demi Moore uh, it's Demi Demi Moore uh, is it Demi Lovato no she it's she does it normal Gotcha. Um, and on the Billboard charts, number one for June 1996 in from May and out into July is The Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. And continuing on for the first full week of June 1996, at number two, we have Always Be My Baby <laughs> by Mariah Carey. Uh, number three, Because You Loved Me by Celine Dion. Number four, Give Me One Reason by Tracy Chapman. Give me one reason. Okay. And I'll turn back around. Uh, number nine, Ironic by Alanis Morissette. Number 11, Theme from Mission Impossible. I uh, don't remember who actually does that, but it's because the first Mission Impossible movie was released in 1996. Uh, number 14, Follow You Down by the Gin Blossoms. I like that one. On the night, uh, wow, yeah, number 19. One. 
the Macarena Bayside Boys remix by Los Del Rio. Number 23, one, two, three, four, something new by Coolio. Do you remember that one? Something new. No, I don't. It's the, where he goes, one, two, three, four. Yeah. For like the first half of that, I thought you were going to do Mamba number five <laughs> by Lou Bega. <laughs> like, one, two, three, four, five. That's different. Uh, <laughs> the Coolio song samples some like, that some seventies disco song. It's like one, two, three, four, get your booty on the floor. Uh, and then for some reason, my brain goes, if you want to get up, get down. But I don't know if that's correct. Uh, and also at number 25, we have come on and write it parenthesis, the train close parenthesis by quad city DJs. Remember when we did that bit? Yes, I do. <laughs> Wait, did we? The the bit about come on and write it, Princess the Train, close Princess. I thought Quad, that was CNC Music Dude. Factory. Oh, that's true. That was uh, that was something by CNC Music Factory. Which one was that? Uh, that was um. Everybody dance now. Um, what's the? Everybody dance now is the in the parenthesis. Gonna make you sweat. Close <laughs> over. <laughs> gonna make you sweat. Uh, parenthesis. Everybody dance now. Close parenthesis by CNC Music, CNC Music Factory. Uh, hey, and now let's go to Brandon for the Namely Nineties Minute. Welcome back to our mid-episode break, Namely Nineties Minute. Every week we look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of season three of The Orville, we're looking back at Star Trek. Voyager? What? Why aren't we doing Family Guy? Star Trek Voyager is an American science fiction television series created by Rick Berman, Michael Piller, and Jerry Taylor, which ran for 172 episodes over seven seasons on UPN. It is the fourth live-action Star Trek series, fifth if you count the animated series, and is centered around the USS Voyager, registration number NCC-74656, which is stranded in the Delta Quadrant, 70,000 light-years from Earth. Crewed by a mix of Federation officers and a paramilitary terrorist organization called the Maquis, Voyager focuses on the struggle between the crew to work together on their way back home to Federation space. Voyager is made up of its captain, Red from Orange is the New Black, the first officer, leader of the Maquis, and Native American stereotype, Chakotay, second officer, the principal from iCarly, helmsman, dishonorably discharged from Starfleet, Tom Paris, his future wife, chief engineer, and human Klingon hybrid, Bill Torres, perpetual ensign, Harry Kim, the emergency medical hologram, coach Cutlip from the Wonder Years, Delta Quadrant tour guide, Neelix, and his partner, Kess, and late addition to the cast, Borg drone, Ronnie from Boston Public. After the first three seasons, Seasons, Kess gets psychic powers and goes crazy and leaves the ship and is replaced by fan favorite Borg 7 of 9. When focus began to shift to the new character, tensions on set from the first female Star Trek captain and the newcomer arose. Voyager is a messy and long show, but it captured the spirit of the original series and going to new planets and meeting new species we never see again, while keeping up with the next generation villains like the Borg. The crux of the show is whether or not the crew of Voyager could maintain their Federation morals as they spent what should have been decades returning home but they make it back in the clean seven. And that's Star Trek Voyager, not Family Guy, in a namely 90s minute, more or less. And now, back to the show. Uh, any, 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 any? Uh, uh, I hate <laughs> it all. Did, was there uh, anything else that like we, t- we mentioned that you wanted to talk no. about? No. I mean, I do remember... <laughs> Did you remember watching the Rosie O'Donnell show? Actually, yeah. 
Me as well. I have fond. Me- okay. I have memories of watching the show. <laughs> and all I remember is her flinging koosh balls into the audience. But she's that just her shtick. She's such an unlikable woman. She has no charm or charisma. She's just really awful on camera. But why is she on camera? Uh, I don't know, but she did win five daytime Emmy awards for outstanding talk show. I don't care. What's an Emmy uh, anyway? Uh, kidding. Did, was it a Canadian Emmy? I don't think it was. Is there a distinction? I don't think they have them. True. But I mean, it would be a different Academy. Um, the Rosie O'Donnell show is apparently not spelled with an E like my notes say. O'Donnell. O'Donnell. <laughs> It's an American daytime variety television talk show created, hosted, and produced by actress and comedian Rosie O'Donnell. Um, probably best known in the movies from A League of Their Own. Uh, and uh, Harriet the Spy. She was the, either the mother or the caretaker. An illustrious career in film and cinema. Well, I mean, th- those are the things that we would know from being sure. kids in the 90s. Um it's Let me guess, she played a heavy set outspoken woman in all of those. Can you say heavy set anymore? I don't know. Uh, yes. <laughs> Maybe not as a pejorative. A little bit of a typecast there. I mean, she wasn't like super heavy set back then. Like, not, not the kind. She's like if Donald Trump was a female. That's what she reminds me of. Didn't she have a feud with Donald Trump? Like, wasn't he the one that made like the statement about like not wanting to to bang her or something? It's like great. <laughs> She's a lesbian. <laughs> She's not asking for that. Yeah, uh, but doesn't matter to our forty fifth president. He would just grab her by the and uh, it premiered on June tenth, nineteen ninety six. <laughs> by the concluded after six seasons and it concluded after six seasons on May 22nd, 2002. That's the mark of success for a daytime talk show is that it only lasts six seasons. Well, she left to spend more time with her children. She's just like, she's just slingshotting koosh balls right into their eyes. <laughs> uh, by the end, she had a koosh projecting device in the ceiling uh, that was automated as well as a, uh, firing at a moving target sticky like 90s thing to do throw koosh balls at people koosh balls were so 90s we should have them when were they invented though probably like the 80s 1987 um her endorsement of the tickle me Elmo played a large part in the huge popularity of the toy which i don't think we mentioned when we talked about tickle me Elmo. i don't like uh, that at all the words tickle me. <laughs> yeah, it's that especially. Uh, she also she served Drake's snack cakes, which I am not aware of. Uh, helped increase. I think their it's sales. like the bad off brand, like East Coast um, hostess hostess. Mm-hmm. Wasn't her show in like San Francisco? Like that was the, the or that was the setting background setting. I remember a bridge. I don't remember which bridge. It might have been like Brooklyn or something. Uh, but it, was, it looked like the Golden Gate. It is East I Coast. Thought. Okay. What's what's the set? Describe the set to the listeners. What do you mean the set? The background of her set. I don't know. Look at that. 
Ambrosio O'Donnell. Oh, I thought that's what you were looking at. No, I was looking up Drake's. Oh, I think my dad likes the Devil Dogs from there. I don't. I don't know what those are. Are those are those like the? Um, oh yeah, it's Hohos. Is that not Las Vegas? Was it Las Vegas? I guess I have to look at it too. Uh, also, if you want to read that last factoid down there, this looks so bad. Okay, sorry. Um, am I supposed to read this? I mean, you could let me do it if you <laughs> want, but. And this this plays this dovetails nicely into my Donald Trump comment. In February mm-hmm. of 1997, the mouthwash brand Scope released a list of the least kissable celebrities, in which O'Donnell was ranked number one. O'Donnell responded by promoting rival mouthwash brand Listerine on her show. Listerine thanked O'Donnell by uh, donating $1,000 to O'Donnell's charity for all kids every time a guest greeted O'Donnell with a kiss. Listerine donated more than $150,000. Wow. Um, I want to say that's like Coney Island. Yeah. Could be. Could be. You could, can you see the Statue of Liberty from Coney Island? So if it was set in San Francisco, why was the background in New York? Well, I was. I didn't know for sure. <laughs> I'm I was, just being a smart ass. I know. Thank you. It actually looks like... Well, um, uh, what it does. So it does look like New York, New York, but why would New York, New York be the background of her show is the question <clears throat> when in reality, I don't oh, know. It, they shot at Rockefeller, Rockefeller center, That's New York. which is in San Francisco. No, I'm kidding. I don't know why I remember. <laughs> I swear. Maybe because, I the, ro- maybe because the rock is in San Francisco. And I'm going to take your segue. <laughs> You're going to accept that segue and move it on in. Yes. Um, do you remember this movie? The Rock? I don't know. It has Sean Connery. Sean Connery. See, that was funny. So we did this as a quote the 90s. And Andrew did not remember that Nicolas Cage was in this. Isn't movie. this like the original prison break? Like instead of breaking out of prison, they break into prison. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Without Wentworth. W- Miller or whatever. Yes. I call him JG Wentworth Miller. It's my money and I need it now. You're really good at bringing up uh, a lot of gay actors (laughs) uh, on the day. Yeah. Um, Uh, Wow. (laughs) The rock in 19 is a 1996 action thriller film directed by Michael Bay. Uh, produced by Jerry Brockhammer. Um, it stars Connery, Cage, and Ed Harris with uh, William Forsythe and Michael Bean. Bean. What's directed by Michael Bay? So just everything explodes. Yeah. Why do you think there's. Uh, it starts with a chase down the streets of San Francisco with a Hummer and uh, a Mustang. And then it just it cuts to the credits and a song from the who plays is <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer. That is yes. That's Bruckheimer. Um, and you're not too far wrong. It does. And also it's, I mean, it's a very Michael Bay movie and it's bef- like pre transformers. It's before he gets like super unhinged. So there's actually somewhat of a plot to it. <laughs> um, so the Pentagon assigns a team comprising an FBI chemist and a former uh, MI6 Secret Service captain 
Um, is there no woman in this movie? There is one. It's the girl from uh, like Mallrats and um, God, what, is, what else is she in? I always but get she, all she, she's she's Connery's daughter, and all she is used for is one for him to meet her in uh, not Golden uh, Golden Gate Park when he escapes, and then two to f- somehow forgive her dad and be worried when the missiles are coming to the island to blow up. I always get this island. movie confused with the movie with Sean Connery and Highlander Catherine Zeta Jones, maybe Zorro there's lasers. They have to like, Oh, that's, um, go through the lasers. I don't think that's Connery. Is it not Connery? No, I'm pretty sure that's, um, like Michael Douglas or something. Oh, it might be Michael Douglas because that's when that's when where they met. Catherine Zeta Jones laser dance entrapment. Why did I think that was the same movie? Great question. <laughs> uh, it stars Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh, it is Sean Connery. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Michael Douglas wasn't a bad guess. What was she in with Michael Douglas? Uh. Masks or no? Um, well, they're married, right? So oh, are they? Has, I believe so, or they were. Um, okay, there isn't really one that they're in. Yeah, they're just married. So never mind. Huh. Entrapment. Uh, That's a dumb movie. Entra- good memory. Uh, I guess I should have put that in our 1999 episode. Well, now I want to watch The Rock because I've never seen it because I thought it was oh, the movie so Entrapment. <laughs> oh, really? And therefore, I didn't want to watch it. If you're, if you, it's a 1999 fair. film. If you're on a Nick Cage, like if if you're looking for good Nick Cage movies in the 90s, uh, also now that I remember, um, oh, yeah. I believe it's this week that this comes out. Um, possibly today uh i am on all 90s action all the time um talking about the uh, not the rock i just googled talking the rock about, and it was all pictures of dwayne johnson by the way yeah you're gonna have to put movie <laughs> after that uh listeners go listen go check out after this episode is over go check out all 90s action all the time they're, they're not releasing regularly but they are doing episodes this year um and i was on it to talk about con air a nicholas cage movie because it's the 25th anniversary. The Rock, um, a.k.a. Will Smith 2.0. Uh, and yeah, it was a, we talked for a very long time. I think it uh, got edited down to about two hours. And uh, I'm also going to be on their GoldenEye episode. Oh. So if Andrew's around on Friday uh, at 1 p.m., he should jump on that. I actually don't work Friday. Uh, I will tell you the details after this episode if you're interested, although you're going to have to carve out some time in the afternoon. We'll see. Or you could just jump in and jump out. Uh, all right. So all 90s action all the time. Hi, Scott, if you're listening and uh, yeah, check that out it's today. It should be today's episode um, on Con Air, which I had not watched all the way through. Great movie. Uh, Nick Cage. Great actor. <laughs> Also crazy. Also not a good actor. It's, <laughs> but uh, also a good actor. Like they're they're. Do you, do you do you understand Nick Cage? Right. Like there's Nick Cage roles where he is a great actor, 
in a great movie. There is Nick Cage roles where he is a bad actor in a bad movie. There is uh, Nick Cage roles where he is a amazing actor in a really, really bad cheesy movie, uh, Ghost Rider. And there National roles Treasure. Where, he, where does that fall for you? Uh, first watch, I would say I think it's bad a, actor, good movie. I think it's a feel good movie for the whole family. Where yes. Nicholas Cage uh, destroys Magic acting, Man. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Kick Ass was a good one that he was in. Um, yeah, but The Rock, The Wasn't Rock is gone in sixty seconds. Gone in sixty seconds was one uh, with with. Uh, she has the lips, Angelina Jolie. Um, and what's the other one from like this time period? Uh, Con Air. I don't know. I won't think of it. The Rock. The Rock was pretty good. I um. I guess I won't spoil it for you if you're gonna watch it. We'll see. Uh, basically, some marine, a rogue group of marines, uh, take over Alcatraz. Uh, with a the a tour group was on the island. Uh, they have a bunch of nerve gas missiles or something. And they're saying, and they want the government to pay $1 million to the next of kin of 83 men who were killed on missions um, that the general led and the Pentagon denied. So it was, um, wow. you think about it, Sean Connery and the rock are uh, trying to stop people, veterans from getting money. Uh, that's, or the, the family <laughs> of veterans uh, yeah. getting compensated for, <laughs> for yeah. their. Yeah. Yeah. That's but uh, Nick Cage plays like a nerdy, a nerdy scientist. So, so it's just like not, it's not, not the most believable thing. <laughs> you know, I and just rewatched last night. Uh, Evolution where uh, David Duchovny tries to play a convincing scientist. Does it still hold up? It's a great movie. It's so funny. Um, Sean Connery essentially plays James Bond in this movie. Uh, he's an SAS agent. Um, Ash- or MI6, MI6 agent that was captured in like the 70s or something, but still had a child. I don't know. Anyway, uh, one more topic and then we can close out. I don't know much and, about either one. Well, uh, we've got just to throw it in there. Hunchback of Notre Dame was a 1996 animated Walt Disney movie had Quasimodo. Um, did well. Demi Moore was in, in it. Apparently she must've been the woman. Uh, Kevin Klein, Jason Alexander, and then a bunch of other people I've never heard of. Uh, there, it's one of the darkest Disney films of this era. Um, it, it it has themes of infanticide, lust, damnation, antagonism, genocide, and sin. I remember replaying this in kingdom hearts. Um, that has the same narratives as cable news. Pretty much. Uh, except it's set in 1600s, uh, France. That's where Notre Dame is, right? That's where it was. Oh, right. Yeah. Rip to the max. <laughs> there was this headline or something. I don't know if it was real or not, where it was like, 
when you no, know, it was like in 2020, you know, or whenever it burned down mm-hmm. and it was like, they found like a, like a mummified body underneath the, um, the cathedral. And they were like, scientists are planning to open it up. And someone's just like, don't <laughs> <laughs> like, don't open the, the mummified, uh, remains of this person. That's in that year. I don't know. That was the worst description of that online picture that there is. I, I followed. I followed uh, the Nutty Professor's 1996 American science fiction comedy film starring Eddie Murphy. In a fat suit. It's, yes. It's a remake of the 1963 film of the same name starring Jerry Lewis. Do you know who Jerry Lewis is? I should. Uh, oh, right. As I am one of his children, <laughs> I should know who Jerry Lewis is. Uh, is he related to Huey? No. Okay. Uh, oh, I didn't realize Jada Pinkett was in this or Dave Chappelle. Oh, Dave Chappelle. So I always forget Dave Chappelle's in this movie. He plays like um, some guy at, like a comedy night and he heckles the fat version of uh, Eddie Murphy. And then Eddie Murphy has his uh, transformation and um, goes back and I don't know, slaps him on stage. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say uh, this movie really slaps with Jada Pinkett involved. <laughs> Uh, yeah, basically, uh, Murphy portrays university professor Sherman clump. Basically, do you remember when Steve Urkel would transfer transform into Steve Urkel? Yeah. Suave Urkel or whatever. Yeah. That's basically this, except, um, he also, Eddie Murphy also played like his entire family. Um, Oh, you know what movie doesn't hold up by the way, as far as this one PC, this one, uh, dodgeball. (laughs) Watched that the oh, other yeah. night. Nope. I watched that on recently. Or not, I guess not funnier, recently. Funnier movie than I remember. <laughs> not just, PC. Yeah. I guess it was a year ago and it was on like cable. So it was just like all of the all of the bad jokes were were edited out for time. Um the Sherman's nephew is the only member of the family not to be portrayed by Eddie Murphy. What was the term that you had for overweight people earlier in the episode? Heavy set. Yes, uh, they were. Everyone in the family was heavy set. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch. Of, it's Eddie Murphy in fat suits. It's it's like a really obnoxious movie. Yeah, and they're all just farting around the table. <laughs> that works for me. Apparently, uh, it received positive reviews. I liked the Shocking. movie when I was a kid. Yeah, um, we weren't allowed to watch it. <laughs> uh, they they praised the makeup and uh, Murphy's performance, and its success spawned a sequel, Nutty Professor Two: The Clumps, released in two thousand, which I know I've watched once, and I do not recall anything about it. Anything else for? <laughs> I do not recall. Sounds like you're on trial. And that's it for this week's edition of Amy 90s. Remember, you can find new episodes out every Monday. Check the episode description for this week's supplemental Spotify playlist curated by yours truly. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Namely 90s with a 90s or find our personal accounts at Beachwitty and at Namely Andrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Namely 90s, also with a 90s. Finally, you can also contact us through our website, Namely90s.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Koosh, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeart, Good Pods, and wherever you get your podcasts from. 
I'm Brandon. That's Andrew. I'm Nathan. And we'll catch you next time. That was scary. <laughs> what was that?